Hey everybody, welcome back to Negro Please Radio. I'm your host, Chris Allen, and as usual, off the top, I want to take the time out to thank each and every last one of you for tuning in, downloading, streaming, however you say it, thank you and uh, welcome. Uh, If you're new, this is my podcast. This is Negro Please Radio. I talk about my life, being a dad, uh, social stuff, uh, politics, sports, conspiracy theories, video, whatever I want to talk about, shit in the news, that's what I do here. Um, yeah, so please tell a friend, enemy, coworker, tell somebody about the podcast, share it, like it, all that stuff, y'all. Just let people know. I still seeing a nice uptick in, in the numbers, man. Um, means a lot. So please just keep listening, keep sharing, and uh, I'm going to jump right in. I recorded this yesterday, but uh, I did a test shot. It looked good. And I thought I hit record again, but I got all audio. So my first thought was, you know, like, uh, forget it. I, I, you know, I, I messed it up, but I, ha- I told myself I got to stop doing that. I have to go back and just finish things the right way. Yeah, it would be easier to just upload the audio and go, hey, my bad. But I, I, I got I to gotta start just doing things the, the right way. I go, you know what? I'll just come back here tomorrow. And uh, I'll re-record it and, and upload it the right way. Uh, I was in D.C. last night. Uh, my weekend at the Improv started. Last night was great. Ian said he killed. Ian Lara said he killed in the in the main room. And uh, I'm in the uh, lounge with a bunch of my friends. Had a great night last night. And uh, after I do this, pack my stuff and my head back up there. But what should be a great and fun weekend of comedy? Uh, I was supposed to host a late show 11:30 at Hotbed on s- tomorrow night Saturday but um my boy Sean Joyce the guy who owns Hotbed uh he uh, he uh, he posted something on Instagram that uh Michael Che yes D Michael Che from SNL the head writer of SNL will be at uh, Hotbed on Saturday at 11:30 so I'm no longer on that show which sucks, but uh, it'll be cool to see uh, Che. I don't. I think the tickets go on sale today at three. Um, I know. I always felt like other comics comedy isn't for other comedians. Uh, we can be fans, whatnot, but they comics. We don't write. We don't write material for other comedians. So I think I'm gonna hold off on on getting a ticket just so so fans can go see. Cause I, I just feel like I'm stealing a, a, a ticket as as a uh, as another comic, even though I am a fan of comedy. So uh, we'll we'll see what happens. But uh, so yeah, f- uh, Friday night tonight, I'll be hosting the 11:30 at uh, Hotbed, which should be a, a lot of fun. I, I love the late shows, man. I, I love a late show. People been out drinking, having a good time. You can get away with a little bit more. Uh, yeah, I love a good late show. But. Uh, I digress. Let me just go ahead and hop hop right in so I can get my day going. Y'all can get y'all day going. Happy Friday. Um, yeah, my milestone for the week. For those who don't know, we have a 10-year-old son. His name is Miles. And I like to talk about the different things that are going on in his life. Sometimes it's big. Sometimes it's small. Sometimes it's nothing. And uh, this week is pretty much nothing other than the fact that he doesn't even call or text or FaceTime us at all. He's just having a great time with, with his family uh, back in Rochester. My mom, my sisters are sending a lot of pictures, and he looks like he's having a lot of fun. Uh, my mom sent me one yesterday, and I just saw a look on his face that I've, I've never seen here. 
He he genuinely seems happy to be with his family. Like he loves sitcoms and TV shows about families like Blackish and Bob's Burgers and Grownish. Uh he likes um what else do we watch that's when he was a little bit younger, not as much as anymore, but like the Berenstein Bears, like he really he really loves like family uh family stuff. You know, especially like the holiday family stuff. Uh and I, I think he gets to live that out when he's with his family in Rochester. And just seeing him happy like that just it just it really, really makes me feel good, man. It it really does. And I know he, he enjoys being here home at the house. He loves his video games, his computer is set up, you know, his friends and stuff that he that he has here. But it's it's nice to uh, see him actually getting out the house and, and realizing like, oh, it is fun to just hop in the car and, and, and go to uh you know, go to the store or go to uh my my aunt's house and hang out with my cousins or you know, just just go to he likes to go to church with them. So he likes to go out and about and do things and I just think it's really boring here, fam. You know, my wife and I, we have to really make things to do here. It, it, you know, so uh, I, I, I get it. This Our neighborhood isn't doesn't have a lot of kids. It's not the easiest area to play in. So uh, the idea of just having uh, kids around all the time, you know, just being able to run out the backyard and there's bikes and all. It's just, I think that's a foreign thing for him. But now he's seeing what that li- what that's like and he really enjoys it. I mean, all of us, you know, if you grew up in the inner city or even even the suburbs, man, just growing up back in the day, uh, it, 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 that's what it was in the summer. You got up, you watched a little bit of cartoons, ate dinner, and as soon as you seen the first garage go up or you hear that the first basketball bounce, you know, somebody knocking on the door, hey, let's go do this. It, th- that was that was a life, man. That was so much fun. Just getting up, like just having no nothing to do. Just trying to figure out what are we going to play today? What world are we going to live in today? Fucking climbing trees and just uh, had a lot of fun as a kid, man. We had a, um, I lived in the inner city and not too far from the suburbs. And there were little, little chunks of land where like uh, it wasn't developed at all. You know, it's like little pockets of woods. Like when you, when you're a city kid, and you might have a little square mile of a little wooded area. You in the country. You know, you build shit. You're climbing trees. You, you know, uh, making bows and arrows and shit. And going out there smoking weird shit. Or people bring liquor out there. Just, you know, <laughs> just kid shit, man. Riding the bikes. Uh, but I'm happy for him. He's having a great time. Uh, and uh, I got to say, I'm really, I'm starting to miss him. I'm starting to miss my boy. Uh, but I know he's having a good time. He's in good hands. He's he's safe. You know he's 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 having a great time. And I'm just I'm also just very thankful that I have a family where I can send my son there for exp- extended periods of time, and I don't have to worry about is he eating well, is he safe, all that kind of stuff. So I'm very fortunate, very blessed to have that uh, in my life as, as a choice. And I know my my mother is enjoying it. So and and, and everybody else. So. Yeah, so there's a milestone, man. He's just he's having a blast. He's having a great time. Uh, this is what I've always wanted for him. Uh, so yeah, he's uh, he's coming out of the shell, man. He's really becoming the big cousin, and uh, he's having a great time. And my mom said he's not on his tablet, not on the switch. He's just in and out the house. So that's also a good thing. 
you know, get him off the games for a little bit. As much as I know he loves coding and he loves games and all that kind of stuff, it is nice for him to get out and really explore and, and um, yeah, just use his imagination, be physical, get tired, you know, because this kid, man, he's here, he's up at 6.30, wanting breakfast. He's staying up late there. He's getting up at 9.00. So it it makes me feel good that he's he's having a he's having a good summer. So and I'll go get him in a couple of weeks, but I digress. I'm a sad dad. <laughs> I miss my boy. Uh So, I know we all know about the uh the submersible. Now yesterday I had some things to say, but they they found it shortly after I recorded, they found it and uh apparently it imploded and everyone died. <laughs> that it, that's they don't they don't they don't think they'll be able to recover any of the bodies or anything like that. But man, very sad. But why the fuck would you go out there in that thing, man? And look, I get it to each their own. I would go out into space. I would risk my life to go out into space, but I wouldn't get into a jerry rigged rocket. I know anytime you get into anything like that, it's a gamble. I mean, even if you got into a, a a Navy nuclear submarine, there's a chance of some bad shit happening, all right? But when you got a dude that got a hamster ball, all right, and a couple of, uh, a, a couple of fucking uh, camp lights, it's a little different. Uh, and the thing is, I don't understand why we can't make fun of these people. The dude, he jerry-rigged this shit. Now, if they if they went, yes, yes, it's tragic. It is. It's sad. But you had a bunch of dumb people make a dumb decision. And I understand, like, a 19-year-old kid died. It's very sad. But I don't think they, they're they exempt. I mean, you looked at that thing and you go, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to take my kid down two miles, two and a half miles under the ocean to go look at the Titanic in this Jerry Rig hamster ball. You deserve a little bit. Now, I, I saw a, a, a video from the CBS reporter that reported on this same exact submersible about what? Uh, I want to say, was it a, six months ago? And he said this thing looked jerry-rigged. He said it didn't look safe. And the guy was just like, hey, y'all can call it what you want, but hey, I'm I'm an innovator. I do this and that. I want to be, be known as... This guy knew he what he was... He knew what he wasn't doing. I'll say that. He knew he was doing some weird shit to that to that submersible. And this is the kicker for me. This is the part where I felt like, okay, they this guy said that the they had an unofficial PlayStation controller to drive the thing. Do you hear me? An unofficial PlayStation controller. This dude went to Best Buy or the GameStop and got a Mad Cats controller to drive his submersible to take it two and a half miles underneath the ocean. Matter of fact, he probably didn't even go to Best Buy. He's got a stepson. I saw the stepson that was going to Blink-182 concerts, tweeting to porn stars, talking about, hey, my family will want this for us. Keep this, keep, keep us in your thoughts. He probably went in that dude's room, went to his desk drawer, found an old-ass Mad Cats controller, and was like, yeah, this is it. I don't even like Mad Cats controllers on my couch above ground. I don't, I don't like them to control Mario. I don't trust a Mad Cats controller to, to, to control Ken and Ryu. 
A mad cat's controller is the controller you always gave the friend you didn't like, and you like, my bad, yo, the B button don't work. So it's like, oh, so I, I can't punch the entire time in this fight? Yeah, man, sorry. I don't have two PlayStation controllers. My mom, my dad won't buy it. They don't want to spend the $50. So we got the $12 joint used from GameStop. That's what that man had driving that submersible. A Mac, Mad Cat's controller. Not even a Logitech. Didn't even go with a company that builds pretty good peripherals. He was like, you know what? Nah, let me get this cheap-ass fucking piece of shit controller where even out the box, half the buttons don't work. Let's take that thing two and a half miles underneath the surface of the ocean. I'm sorry. If that's what you use to drive your submersible, you deserve to get roasted. I mean, you could have got a, a a steering wheel. You could have went and got an old uh, F-16 cockpit. You could have stole a motherfucking joystick out of an old uh, helicopter. Something. Something. To make it seem like this shit was more uh, professional. No. A Mad Cat's controller where the triggers don't work. Come on, man. That's that's wild. But look, I, I know I know it's I know it's sad, but there's no way I would get in something like that, doing what they were gonna do, seeing a motherfucking off brand controller. I'm like, oh what, what oh what is that? Oh, is that is that the uh in transit entertainment? We got a PlayStation in here? Oh no, dog. That's the uh that's the steering wheel. I would go, Well, you know what? Um when y'all get back just go ahead and give me my $250,000 back, and uh, I'm cool on that. That's crazy, though, to sink while looking for something that sank. That's like investigating a shooting and then getting shot at the same spot. That's just, that's wild, man. Absolutely wild. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's not funny, but it's funny, man. I just I, I will say that's got that has to be a horrible way to go. Horrible way to go, man. Oh man. That's uh I used to I don't know. But I, I, I get it, man. It's, it's just certain things just call people. And that guy, unfortunately, he took other people down with him, but he died doing what he liked to do. He was pushing the envelope, he was exploring, he he loved the ocean. But uh, I, yeah, that's that's uh, yeah. I need I need a I need a billion dollar vessel for me to do some shit like that. We got we need to be spending millions of dollars, you know, billions, to make me feel better. Like I like I said, even astronaut, even getting on a rocket built by NASA and the smartest people in America or around the world helped build this thing. It could blow up. I, I get that. But I, I'm not. I'm not getting into submersible and 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 slowly dying. I would. I would rather just fucking go up in an explosion, headed to Mars. But man, <laughs> ugh. All right. I really brought it down. I think. Uh, I'll talk about two more things and I'll get out of here. Uh, NBA draft was last night. I think everything went as planned. I, I didn't get to watch it. I, I was working last night. Uh, but the NBA draft is one of my favorite nights in sports. Uh, I absolutely love 
watching the draft, man. I love watching these guys' dreams come true. Uh, I love watching the speeches. I just love seeing how happy they are. And it, it's just, just seeing, like, for a, a moment, all the hard work, all the drives, the hotels, the wins, the losses, um, just just all just the the injuries the just all the hard work that they put in and in this moment it, it all pays off you know when i was younger i would go that's it they made it but me being the age i am now and watching a lot more behind the scenes and, and really uh listening to like uh and watching podcasts um where athletes just talk about uh, just their day-to-day lives when they were in their prime of their careers and all the work that they put in. You really know, like, now they get drafted. Yes, that's a fun day. And the next couple of days are probably pretty fun, pretty cool. You know, you got all this money. You're excited. All the pictures and, the, you know, all the, uh, you know, what if, all the, the hopes and dreams of the city. But then once that's gone, man, it's just you thought you worked hard before. They thought they worked hard before. This is when all the real work happens. This is this is when it all really goes down, and uh, it, it it's just the, the the amount of work and repetition and and sweat that goes into being a, a profess, professional athlete uh, is is crazy. I mean, even the bench guys put in a lot of work, but if you want to be an elite player, you have to be obsessed with this shit. And it's it's it becomes their life. It's, it it already has been their lives for the last uh, 19, 20 years. But that work level is about to get ratcheted up to another degree, a degree of intensity they've never even <laughs> seen. And not to mention uh, that 82 game schedule. I know they're young, but they've, they've never done no shit like that. Uh, but yeah, man, I, it's just it's a it's a great night. I, I love watching it. And uh, shout out to all those dudes, man. It, it's just as a kid, that was a huge dream of mine, a fantasy of of, of hearing your name called and and uh, what was his name? Uh, David Stern shaking your hand and handing you that hat, and you take the picture. You got your big ass suit on. That was a fantasy, man. And 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 these guys get to experience it. It, it, it makes me feel so good just just watching these dudes just just experience just the greatest moment of their lives at that at that point in time. You know, and uh, I'll say this, and I know no NBA person is listening to my podcast, but to the dudes that aren't going to get drafted, you got to hold your head up, man. Everybody's path is different. Don't give up. Uh, Keep working. Do what you got to do. And they always find the best talent. Like if you're that good, they will find you. If you got to go to overseas to play, if you got to go to the G League, if you got to do what you got to do, but you can make it. You you made it that far. They thought you had something, but something was missing. But you need to find out what that was, what that is, fix that shit, and then get to the league, my boy. Don't get discouraged. Everybody's path is different. Some of, some of these cats back in the day was bagging groceries after they did getting drafted and got the call and ain't fuck around, and they had nice long careers in the NBA. And now they sitting back retired, chilling on chilling, sitting on millions. So um shout out to Wimby and and all those guys, man. I'm I'm really, really happy for them, man. It's, I'm looking at the uh picture now of them with, with Adam Silver. It's it's a beautiful thing, man. We're gonna have even more rich black people. I love it. Yeah, I have a lot of kids too. 
I want I want to see more black rich kids. We we need that shit. Um, but I my pick for rookie of the year is Scoot Henderson. He went to the Portland Trailblazers. That dude just he already has an NBA body. He moved like an NBA player. I'm really excited to see him uh, him play. But I'm 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 really looking forward to see what Wimber, what Wimby does in the league, man. And I know that Tim Duncan and and David Robinson and Shaq and all those dudes are just gonna take him underneath their wing. And they about to build the motherfucking baddest big man the league has ever seen. So, hopefully, we'll see. God damn See, this is when I miss Kobe. Because you know Kobe would have been like, yo, let's get it in. Let's get it in. Could you imagine a Mamba-trained, a Mamba-trained Wimby? Ugh. You know D-Wade. Uh, you know LeBron. LeBron getting up there, man. He he got a couple more years. LeBron gonna be working with these dudes. So you know what? LeBron gonna work with this dude anyway. And speaking of LeBron, I won't be surprised when the NBA schedule comes out uh, if the Lakers play uh, uh, the Spurs the first game of the season. Wouldn't be surprised at all. And I know they like to do like the finals matchup, or they like to do a lot of play up the playoff matchups. Uh, to start this the season, uh, but I, I think uh, I think it might end up being the Lakers, um, Lakers Spurs, or I wouldn't be surprised at this. I don't. They they might do another. They might do an NBA Finals game opener. I don't know. But if they don't, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Spurs play uh, uh, the Nuggets. They want to. They want to see Wimby go up against uh, your boy Jokic. So. We'll see. It's going to be exciting. Uh, they're already making moves in the NBA. Chris Paul is back. Uh, with Golden, he's not back, but he's out with Golden State. I think Jordan Poole is coming to the Wizards. The Wizards are about to be trash, about to be garbage. Uh, so that means I'm going to get some nice uh, courtside seats next season, probably for a couple hundred dollars. I get to watch Jordan Poole shoot 45 shots a game. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. All right. Because I got to get up out of here. Oh, I'm at 22 minutes. All right. Uh, one last thing. I saw this uh, tweet the other day. Some MAGA dude was basically trying to conflate the Hunter Biden situation with the uh, Kodak Black situation. His Basically, like, uh, uh, Hunter Biden has some tax shit going on, but he also got, uh, he got a, a plea deal for a... Um, some type of falsifying uh, paperwork to get a gun, and he's a known drug uh, drug addict, and he can't do that. So it's just like they gave him a plea deal. And uh, Kodak Black basically, same thing, but not the same thing. Technically not the same thing. And this guy goes, oh, look at this is white privilege right here. Well, where's Ben Crump and, and uh, Al Sharpton on this? Kodak Black did the same thing. It's like, first of all, you don't care about black people. This is a white MAGA Republican guy who doesn't even believe in white privilege. He hates Al Sharpton and does not like Benjamin Crump. But all of a sudden, they want to use all the buzzwords and the names to try to get black people mad about why Hunter Biden isn't going to jail like uh, Kodak Black. Motherfucker, we already know why Kodak Black ain't getting treated like Hunter Biden. We don't we don't need this Donald Trump document and Hunter Biden shit to tell us that there's a two tiered uh, justice system. We've already said that to y'all several times. We've been saying it since day one. And guess what? Y'all always tell us there's nothing wrong with our social our uh, criminal justice system. If you didn't break the law, 
you wouldn't be subjected to these things. If you would just comply, this wouldn't happen to you. So don't try to tell me now that our system is fucked up because a guy that you like is getting charged with some shit. Any other time you think law enforcement in America is great. They mow people down left and right and you have no issue with that. Don't, don't, don't. I want to hear what you have to say about Tamir Rice, about Breonna Taylor, about George Floyd. I want to hear what you have to say about that shit. The list goes on. The, the, I mean, Ahmaud Arbery. The cop that went into the wrong apartment and shot a man eating ice cream. Whose side were you on on that? Philando Castile, whose side were you at on that? That guy did absolutely nothing wrong. Nobody stood up for him. You had a nervous cop shot this motherfucker right there in his car in front of his girlfriend and his kid. Whose side were you on, sir? Were you talking about a two-tier justice system then? No, you were not. This is fake outrage. Guess what? Motherfuckers, black people, do we do not care about Hunter Biden. At the end of the day, I'll say this. Donald Trump is a piece of shit. He got what he deserved. He had several times to give those documents back. Now, I, I, just, I just don't understand how you can justify police going to the wrong house, no knock raised, and killing people. Talking about mistakes happen. Someone's life is over. They're dead. And you're just like, ah, eh, shit happens. But you want to be you want me to be upset about Donald Trump blatantly lying about shit he shouldn't have? Ab absolutely not. And I used to be in the military with the clearance. I used to have access to uh, to classify information all the time. There's no way I could get away with that shit. And you're purposely moving shit around when they ask for it. That's a crime, my man. There's there's no ifs ands or buts around it. There's no you can classify shit by think, declassify by th thinking about it. That's not a real thing. That's not a real thing. Y'all people have no clue how to handle classified information. Once you're out of that position, you do not have the right or the purpose to know what's going on. Or the, I'm sorry, the need to know. You don't have the need to know. That's a, that's a big thing when it comes to a clearance is the, is to, the need to know. Yes, I had a clearance for years. Uh, I could probably get it again. I really haven't done anything other than smoke a shit ton of weed. But, like, I don't have a need to know anymore. Like, once you're once I'm out of that position, I sign my NDAs. I'm out. I'm done. Same thing with him. Once you're out of that position, you, long, you no longer have the right and need to know to access and hold on to this information. Even when you have a clearance. I didn't have the right just to take shit home and just, and just hold on to it. It's not mine. It belongs to the government. And I just wouldn't want it. Why the fuck would I want this shit? I, I said this years ago. This man is going to be a bigger problem out of office. I knew that this guy was not going to walk away with nothing. There's, there's, there's no way he was going to. That guy is always going to make sure that he has some type of leverage. The, and honestly, there's no way to justify it at all. Zero. There's no way to justify what the, what the man did at all. We can argue about everything else. We, we really can. We, we can have a difference of opinions about January 6th, all the racist, bigoted, weird shit he said over the last few years. Uh, the, 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 um, the tweets 
the truths or the shit that he that he that he says that kind of you know just uh kind of lightweight is 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 planting the idea of being violent we can we can we can go back and forth and discuss those and go well but this document shit there's no there's nothing to discuss it's it's pretty black and white the man fucked himself and it's just sad to see that so many people are really still caught up in this cult of Donald Trump. It is mind blowing. It's one of the craziest phenomenons I've ever experienced in my life. It it, it really is. Why like literally watching planes run into the Twin Towers was absolutely surreal to me. And then watching almost half the country get indoctrinated into a fucking cult over the internet. It had, was it is it is mind boggling and mind blowing. It's it's and the the fact that this man still has a, a hold on a lot of people is absolutely crazy to me. That people just they 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 don't want to see it. it. It it's it's crazy. But uh yeah, but there's a show. That's a show. Uh I'm gonna have a fun weekend in DC this weekend. I got uh five more shows at the improv. Tonight, I want to say 7.30 and 9.45. Tomorrow was 7 and 9.30. Uh, 11.30. Friday night. Tonight, Hot Bad Comedy Club. That's a free show. And Sunday, I have one more. I want to say either 7 or 7.30. And I'm going to be doing guest spots in the main room with my man Ian Lyra all weekend. I'm going to record a podcast episode with him. Uh, smoke with my friends. Go out to get some good eats. Uh, enjoy your weekend. I'm out, everybody. Peace.